0: Lady from Day is an original novel adapted for radio. Lady from Day is written and produced by April Sadowski. Previously on Lady from Day, Taylor and Leah discuss the reliability of Emta. Meanwhile, Emta is scheming for herself and reveals her motives to Leah. Book 2. Something Wicked This Way Comes. Chapter 21. Getting Into Character. Rowan and Sig had gotten back to the inn. Mira had followed a bit loosely behind. She didn't want to attract too much attention, but again, she was a bit unusually dressed for a woman, save Leah, and wasn't an eyesore either. Luckily, most of the men had either gone to bed or, in the case of Rowan's men, were visiting the ale house. They kept quiet for most of the night, trying to recuperate from the day's events, and decided to meet at dawn. When they had entered Rowan's room, chosen because of the larger size and no one would be there, at morning, Mira got straight to the point.
1: Now, this isn't going to be easy for either of you. I think you'll be fine, but you have to do what I tell you, even though it may seem a bit strange. Now, I want you to change into those dresses. I'll hem up Rowan's with the additional fabric. I'll sew so on a bit extra on Seed Seedfreeth to look like it's been patched. We don't want you looking important or rich. That only gives the gorelegs an advantage. If you look strong and healthy and no one wants you, You'll be put to work, and they won't need you for anything more than that. Royalty shouldn't expect the royal treatment if captured. More than likely, you'd end up worse off than the servants, and held only as a bargaining chip. I'll get some food for us. This'll take a while.
0: Rowan and Siegfried were a little hesitant and embarrassed to be doing such a thing as women's clothes, but they all took one for Leah. Leah. Rowan's mind was a bit elsewhere, as he thought about the fact that he was doing all of this for a woman he had spent just under a week with. It was no more difficult than being sent out by his father to Kyrie, but this was much more of an honored cause. Something about Leah was pulling on him. He couldn't decide if it was her personality, her fiery temper, or else. Well, he just wasn't going to go there. He lost himself once, and he had been convinced not to go down that route again. Maybe he was just having wishful thinking that maybe she could help his sister. He brushed the idea off and got dressed. Sig was already done. He was trying to relace his shoes. Siegfried was glad that he didn't have to wear women's shoes, but still, trying to walk around with skirts and boots was going to be a little difficult. Mira entered the room with three plates full of hot food. There was a large mound of eggs with three strips of crispy bacon and two juicy pieces of sausage. The two men devoured the food, but Mira ate slowly. They both looked at her in amazement. How can you eat so slow? Haven't you suffered
2: the blight caused by a Rowan sister too?
1: it's much easier for me, living in the forest. I always forage for food. There may be an animal here and there, but I can suffice on the bare minimum. The forest feeds me
3: and I protect it. Oh, I see. Well, it's too bad that not everybody can be as satisfied, though. Personally, I'm, I'm still used to Kyrie, and since I have just gotten back, I really haven't gotten accustomed to those meager meals yet. Though, during my stay, I learned that Kyrie and Fenarion thankfully have donated some food under my father's nose to the people. <laughs> Uh, they only told me about the arrangement because I had been negotiating with Kyrie, and my mother is from Fenarion. I think Fenarion feels guilty that they haven't had the time to go and find her.
2: We'll definitely find a way to help your sister, Dashel. Maybe when we go to the Gorlag Keep, we'll hear something. Think positive, Rowan.
3: Thanks, Sig. I'm trying.
2: You know, Rowan, you're quite alright. <laughs> Just not very much with your men's discipline.
3: <laughs> that isn't really going to matter too much, unless the Gorlaks attack this town. And even so, it will be your band that will assist us. And thanks to Leah and yourself, they know what to do and how to be properly doing it. With
2: age comes experience, Rowan. Anyway, it's not every day we can go and rescue one of our own. There's nothing more of an adrenaline rush than risking your own life to save that of a friend.
3: Couldn't agree more with that, Seg.
1: Well, are you two ready to be womanized? Uh,
2: Not really, but I'm sure we can manage. As long as I don't end up tripping over myself and the wig comes off.
1: (laughs) Yes, and remind me to go get you a wig after this. Okay, you two, first thing. Siegfried, you need to stop the slouching. It's not going to make you look womanly.
0: Sieg straightened his back and lifted his head poignantly.
1: (laughs) Siegfried, I think that's a bit much. It would be okay for a royal, but not a peasant. Keep your head down for the most part. You don't want the golegs to think you're stuck up. And it shows humility and submission. They want you to give in easily.
0: Rowan had already gained the posture of a royal, but he wasn't used to the actions he had to take to pass as a peasant. As he watched Sig, who was a bit closer to a peasant in nature than he, with interest, he tried to mimic his movement. Soon the two were poised correctly, and the next step Mira commanded them to do was walk.
1: Rowan and Sig, now you must learn to walk like women. It's just one foot in front of the other, but you need to move your hips to either side and sway. (laughs) No, 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 you're overdoing it. You're not supposed to attract attention, or men for that matter. Less is more in this case.
0: The two men tried for hours to get their walk right and not to walk clumsily with her boots on. They had been using some of the time to make fun of each other, especially when they got to be more believable.
3: Well, Siggy, I think we'd better get a new naming system. <laughs> we can't go around calling me Rowan, or I'll be Pixmeat for sure.
2: What do you suggest, then?
3: Mm, for starters, I could be Rowena.
1: No, it won't do. It's too close to your current name. Hmm. Now that I think of it, if we could get you a red wig, we might be all right. Siegfried.
2: Goodness, woman, I think you've known me long enough to call me Sig.
1: Very well then, Sig. I think we'll have to call you Sigland. It's close enough to your name, but not too much. And it still means the same. So, Rowena and Sigland, I think we should be seeing to your wigs. I'll leave you to change out of your clothes while... I take down our plates to the innkeeper. I don't think you need to practice in public yet without the full disguise."
0: Mira went straight to the end table and stacked the plates in her arms and left the room. As she came down the stairs, she stopped as she noticed several men looking her way. Most of them were Roman's men, but of course she didn't know that. One of the men stood up and walked up
3: to her. Well, aren't you a pretty maid?
1: I am no maid.
0: The man smiled crookedly and tried to place his hand on her waist. She took his wrist and twisted it behind his back, still holding the plates in her other hand.
1: I am no maid.
0: Oh, I see. She really is no maid. Best leave that one alone, then. Mira rolled her eyes and headed toward the bar table where the innkeeper was drying off some ale mugs. She set down the plates.
1: You should keep an eye on these men. They'll be up to no good
0: been in the alehouse most times. They just came to Moirawin a few days ago, uh, with that princely fellow.
1: Princely fellow?
0: Yes, and Rowan, I think they called him. I heard them talking about. The men, who have been generous with their money, and are certainly taking advantage of what our town has to offer, if you know what I mean. I saw what you did upon the stair, Caught you just out of the corner of me. eye. I... You aren't from around here either, are you? On the house for showing them, but they can't just take anything they want.
1: Thank you, sir. Actually, I'm more from here than you would think. It has been a while, yes, yeah, since I've been to this town. I'm sorry to have to cut this short, but I have matters to attend to. I deduced that it would be easier if I took these plates down to you... And to have any interruptions during the day were not needed.
0: She took the mug up with her and marched straight into the room. Rowan and Sig had been sitting down near the window and immediately stood.
1: Rowan, a word please.
0: Siegfried can tell she is angry and so he leaves the room like a proper gentleman. Mira slams the
3: door.
1: How on earth could you lead an army? One of your men came on to me. And not just with words.
3: Well, it it wasn't my intention for my men to act this way, but...
1: The men that are under Siegfried and that woman do not act like that. I have seen them. Yes, they've looked at me, but that is all. At the very least, each no more than glanced at me. And do you know why?
3: Not really.
1: It's because they were taught not to. Rowan, if you wonder why your kingdom hasn't found your mother, and your sister is still sick, maybe you should look to the structure of things. Your people need discipline, more than they have now.
3: Leah said the same thing. She's the woman we are trying to rescue. I'll speak frank with you, Mira, because I think you can take the air of it. But my father's concern isn't of the people of the kingdom. It's of one person, and that person is not me, it's my sister. Since my mother has been gone, he lost interest in everything else, and he sees her. his daughter, I mean my sister's eyes. And that has been hard on me and my kingdom. The men don't get any training, they barely get even decent wages. We have been asking for other lands for assistance, but only Kyrie and Fenarion have helped. Kalos still won't have anything to do with us, even though it has been over 200 years. I have tried, I have really tried to instill some richness in the lives of my men, but War Avin has offered them more than they've seen in 17 years, and frankly, they don't know what to do with themselves. I do plan on discussing such things with them, but given Leah's situation, I just didn't think it was important right now. I'm sorry.
1: Not important. Not important. You say that now, but just wait until the golegs attack and your men are too drunk to defend themselves. It will be a slaughter. Now, given that this place is living in the lap of luxury and has some kind of agreement with the goleks, it doesn't mean they are given a white card. The goleks are close enough to attack quickly and without mercy. Now, why they don't is beyond me, but it would be all the easier if there were no defenses.
3: You are right. I have been putting this off. Uh, Because I don't think I can do it myself.
1: I can help you. You've
3: already done a great job at that. I am still trying to figure out why you are here, and your unquestionable willingness to help us. I mean, we are practically strangers to you.
1: You are not a stranger to the forest, or those who inhabit it. The green woman before me knew you. You are destined for a purpose that isn't before you yet, and you will find what Ferris has been looking for.
3: (laughs) You like to speak in riddles, don't you?
1: Eh, Not intentionally. I'm only allowed to share so much. The proper course of time could very well be disrupted otherwise.
3: And I suppose you would tell me that not everything is supposed to be easy or simple. (laughs) Mira nodded and walked to the door.
0: There was a keyhole in the door, and as Mira looked at it, she looked back into an eye. She opened the door.
1: Hello, Sig. I thank you for letting me keep the conversation in private. We should be getting on to the task at hand. First, we need to get wigs for you both, and then two headdresses.
0: Mira finished, and then left the room. Sig followed loosely behind as Rowan stayed in the room a few minutes longer to change into something less befitting a prince, to not attract attention. Siegfried was pouting as he wandered behind Mira, but it was his own fault for spying on what Rowan and Mira were discussing. He just wondered what would be so important that she would want to speak to him in private and the reason behind her anger when she first had entered. Mira and Siegfried walked down the stairs and noticed that a few of Siegfried's men were there waiting. Sig pulled a couple over to him and let them know their plans and what their schedule was for the rest of the day. By the time Mira had left the inn with Sig and Rowan, all of the men involved were aware of the situation. They headed down the sparsely cobbled road, It had been so well-traveled that dirt had piled upon the cobblestones, and so they were barely visible. Gloria was outside her shop and waved the two as they headed down the street. She was dressed in decently patterned fabric, with a large apron on top, equipped with several pockets, a couple of which had scissors poking out.
4: Where are you free headed this fine morning?
0: Gloria brought out a sock from her apron and a needle and thread. Mira smiled and replied as the woman expertly threaded the needle and prepared it for sewing.
1: Well, the men have felt like congratulating their wives and are providing them elegant wigs and head adornments. With all that sweating and the time to take care of the new child, they aren't going to be able to bathe right away, and with the feast they will have in their town, they deserve to look presentable.
4: Ah, true, true. Well, you best be quick about it. This is worship day. I'm finishing the last of these socks for Friar Albert. Julia's wiggery shop is actually one of the few shops here that closes just before the service. Most aren't even open till after. Now, Nessa is the one that can help you with the addresses. She's closed now, but she will be open after. I suggest you hurry. Julia would be closing up now. I'll be seeing you later. I've got a delivery to make. We can't have a sermon by a sockless fryer, now can we? (laughs) I suppose not. Thank you for your help. Say nothing of it. You're my customers, after all. Even if you weren't, I'd help you. Julia, Nessa and I all end up helping each other. You know, first they want an dress, then they want a dress dress. <laughs> then if you have the money to buy a wig, you want the rest of you looking presentable. I'd best be on my way. A woman like me likes to chitter-chatter.
0: With that, Gloria headed off to the chapel taking out the matching sock from her other pocket and tying them together with some twine. Mira, Rowan, and Siegfried continued walking and spotted the wiggery sign, just as a slender woman with soft flowing golden hair appeared outside the door. She had started on the primitive door lock with a key she strung around her wrist so as not to lose it or let robbers take it from her store while she wasn't looking. Most of the shops didn't have locks, and only the richest has the most elaborate and beautiful. But a wiggist made a decent amount of money since the wigs were expertly made and only those rich enough could afford them. She obviously had made well of her business. Rowan hurriedly addressed her.
3: Julia, is it?
5: Yes, that's my name. Who are you?
3: We are, uh, me and my friend over here, are looking into buying some wigs. Gloria referred us to you when we told her we are inquiring for the presents. Our Wives, you see, they are giving birth soon and we would like to have something presentable for the naming feast.
0: Julia's eyes widened at the thought of new customers, and she smiled. She opened the door to her shop and ushered the three in. Come
5: along. There is no time to waste with the service coming upon us. Will you be attending? Well, it's understandable with your wives and their delicate condition. You must hurry back quickly. I apologize for it being so dark in here. I haven't the time to relight the torches.
3: Oh, that's not a problem at all. Rowan glanced
0: around the shop. Dark as it was, there was a good amount of light from the windows. These windows, however, were not open-aired, but glassed. The light that had come in sprayed off head adornments such as jeweled tiaras, attachments, and hair fasteners. Even though Julia was young, her skill was not. She must have started out sooner than she could walk a horse. There were amazing wigs all around. Most were too elegant for their needs. Rowan was held by Julia, and they found a red-headed wig. Siegfried took a dirty blonde wig. They weren't plain, they had some plates in them, and they could pass as something a peasant would have. Rowan made sure they were okay for use before anything else, and he saw Mira nod in acceptance. Of course, he wasn't sure what would be appropriate, as he hadn't even lived in Faerus for years, let alone around peasants. Even Kyrie's peasants were a little bit more elaborately dressed, as their economy was better. Siegfried knew immediately that his would do, and considering that they were getting a headdress for it, He wasn't worried at all julia who had been helping rowan asked him
5: do your women wear wigs frequently i mean to say are they able to connect them properly to their heads
3: well she might but i don't think she's going to have the energy to do it herself could you perhaps explain how it works julia nodded and took the
0: wig he was holding she turned it upside down to reveal an intricate pattern of ribbon-like threads
5: these ribbons need to be attached around the head hairs That way, the wig is less likely to fall off. I'm sure your wife wouldn't want to be embarrassed on such a day where all the attention is drawn to your family. The ribbons have a bit of copper wire inside, so they will be very tight when tied.
3: Thank you for all your help. We'd better get moving on now.
0: Rowan and Siegfried paid for their wigs, Sig getting the money for his from Rowan as they were mildly expensive.
5: I thank you for your business. And if you will excuse me, I must be off to service. I'm already late as it is.
0: Good day, Julia. Once they had left, the two men looked at their wigs more closely, trying to figure out how they were going to get them to stay on their heads. Rowan was fiddling with the ribbons, and Sig was sizing the length of his hair with his fingers.
1: It will work. You'll be fine if you stop worrying about it. I'll help you. While we still have time, let's go find the headdress shop. I'd like to know where it is before I start waxing you.
2: Ugh. Waxing us?
1: Well, you can't exactly go out as a woman with a beard. It's nothing to worry about. I'll just go to the channel and get some wax. I'll heat it up, pour it on your face with some fabric above, let it dry for a few seconds, and then take off the fabric. You will have to do this to each other if you're to remain unnoticed in the keep.
0: (laughs) That's nothing? Siegfried, unlike Rowan, had a large development of a beard. He could only imagine how painful this waxing would be Rowan was touching his face in worry, thinking the same as well.
1: Oh, do come on, you two! You want to save her, don't you? Very well, then let's get a move on. Good grief, the things I put up with.
0: The three walked down the street, noticing that indeed as Gloria had said, most of the stores were closed or locked up, or both. They saw a head figure on a wooden sign indicating that this was indeed Nessa's shop. The store was larger than Gloria's, with open aired windows, and from what they saw outside through the windows, Quite an immense collection of headdresses, from those of a peasant to something befitting royalty. As it was, it still wasn't as elaborate or richly built as Julia's. Regardless, Nessa's store was closed, so they had to continue. The chandler was open, and there was a broad-shouldered older man dipping wicks into liquid wax. He must have heard people behind him because he turned around suddenly, though not completely so as to keep the dipping candles from making a mess. Hello, sir, my name is Lucien, I am the chandelier here in moir Oh, you look a bit wet out, no? Are you sure you want the art shop? The inn is right down the street there. Hmm. Well then, what can I do for you?
2: Uh, do you think we could have some of your wax?
0: I am the chandelier, young man, not a wax maker. Why would you want this wax for? If you had the need for the candles, I have plenty here in this shop. You don't have candles that
3: you can melt down there?
2: Well, um...
3: Tjanda, we want the wax for another purpose, and we are prepared to pay for it. We wouldn't need too much, so don't think it would be too much trouble for you to make some, right? Be glad that it is not too hard to make. Now, how much of this wax
0: would you be wanting... The two men settled on a price and an amount in no time. They were back on their way to the inn. Upon arriving, they noticed that it was fairly empty, which was odd for midday. When they asked the innkeeper, he just responded that most had gone to the service. It was good that they had taken cover in the inn, however, because outside some clouds had boiled over and it was raining. All they could do was wait until it and the service had ended. Rowan is played by... Faythorn Siegfried is played by Jaunty Hat. Mira is played by Randy Anderson. The narrator is played by R. Douglas Barbieri. Innkeeper is played by R. Douglas Barbieri. Phelan is played by Nathan Barras. Gloria Nadel is played by Fiona Thrale. Julia is played by Mippa. For other cast and credits, please visit www.ladyfromday.com. That's www.ladyfromday.com. Join us next time for the continuing story of Lady From Day.